with Hashem Salper learning Soite Dav Chav Zayin, we left off on Dav Chav Vav, Amid Beis, all the way at the bottom of the Amid, Amar Shmuel. Says the Gemara, Amar Shmuel, Yisa Adam Duma, and Va'al Yisa Bas Duma. If a person has two Shiduchen options, and both of them are undesirable, but when you have to choose only between those two, and that will be the scenario here, that there isn't another option, then sometimes you have to question which one of the two are even less, which one is the less undesirable one, halachically. So if the choice is between a Duma and a Bas Duma, says Shmuel, no, says Shmuel, that you should choose the Duma over the Bas Duma. So what is the Duma? So Rashi, on top of the Amid, Avchav Zayin, Duma, nit'enes v'nitberes b'fikol alni ufeho. That she's a, a, a woman that is of ill repute. In other words, she's rumored by everyone to act promiscuous. That's the meaning of the word Duma. So if you have to choose between the woman herself who is of ill repute, or between the daughter of a woman of ill repute, this is whether it's her own daughter or whether it's someone else's daughter. Again, obviously, if the person has an option to marry a woman that is neither a Duma nor a Bas Duma, that is the woman that he should attempt to marry. But if there are only those two options, a person lives in a place, in those days travel was a lot more challenging than today, and the only two Jewish women available in that area was either a Duma or a Bas Duma, so which one is less undesirable? Now what is the issues with each one? So if the woman herself is a Duma, so there's a chashash that if these rumors are true, while they are married, if she's going to have a relation with another man, halachically she becomes then prohibited, abal and on the boil, but what counts here is on the husband. So he might end up being with her when he's not allowed to be with her. That is the halachic issue. What's the halachic issue of a basduma if her mother is of ill repute. Now, her mother is of ill repute. If it's true, if the rumors about her mother are true, then it's possible that her mother, while married, had a relation with another man, and she is the product, she is the offspring of that adulterous relation. She might be a mamzeris. A mamzeris is not allowed to marry. Israel cannot marry a mamzeris. Now, again, if we were to know that as a fact, then of course you cannot, ma- you cannot marry her. But here, there's only a suspicion of, it's a rumor, there's a chashash. So Shmuel says that the Duma is better. Why? Because the Duma's lineage is not being even questioned. There's no suspicion on this person's mother, or at least no known suspicion. However, the Duma herself, the Bas Duma, is Ba'a So there is a suffix, again, it's a suffix. It's a suffix whether she's a mamzeris. On top of that, we learned this in Yavamis, that when it comes to a koyin, even though a person fathered by a nanju, as long as the mother is Jewish, we accept them halachically to be Jewish, but they, they have a pegam. There's a blemish by the fact that they are an offspring of a non-Jewish father, and the result of that would be that lechatchila, that woman, is not allowed to marry a koyin. If they got married, is then you don't make them get divorced. 
But uh, so if it's a coin, there's an additional issue here. So Shmuel says the Duma is better. Rabbi Yechelen disagrees. Rabbi Yechelen says, Yisa Adam Bas Duma, better to marry the Bas Duma, don't marry the Duma. And as we spoke out, what's the Milo of the Bas Duma? Because Shazu, the Bas Duma, if there is no rumors about herself, in other words, why would we think that during her marriage she would commit adultery and will become usher to her husband and her husband won't even know about it and he will be with her against the din. There's no such suspicion. Shazu, the Bas Duma, Oimedes, Becheskas, Kashros, but Vizu, but the Duma herself, forget about the lineage. She is not Oimedes, Becheskas, Kashros, and they might be together, Be'isr. So that's a Machlekes, Amoyroim. Asks the Gemara against Rabbi Yechanan, how can you say Yisa Adam the better option? The less, or, the less undesirable. One is the Bas Duma, it says in Abraisa, Noisa Adam Duma. A man should marry a Duma. According to Rabbi Yechanan, the Abraisa should have said, Noisa Adam, Bas Duma. So right away says, Rava, Vetizbara, I don't understand your rationale. You're quoting a Braisa. The Braisa, the way we have it, writes, Noisa, implying Lechatchila, that a person should Lechatchila marry a Duma? Could that be? I mean, obviously, none of this is ideal, as we spoke out. True, again, we're only speaking about people upon whom there are rumors. None of this is for, for sure, but nevertheless, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. There comes a point, if it's so rumored, something is wrong. So certainly the Braisa needs to be amended. The Braisa could not have said Noisa using the words of Lechatchili, you can marry Ella im Nasa. You have to amend the Braisa to, if a person married a Duma, he can stay with her. It's a Bidiyevit. So says the Gemara, once you have to amend the Braisa, so amend it further. Tininami Bas Duma. Say that the Braisa said that Nasa Adam, if you if you married a Bas Duma like Rabbi Echanan, you can stay with her. Now, very one second. Let me just speak something else. So all of the Achreinim ask, why did Rava have to add a double emendation? Why wouldn't the first change from the wordings of Lachatchila to Bidiyevid, Doesn't that already? Answered the question that we had against Rabbi Echanan. You know, since the Bryce is saying that Bidiyevid, if you married a Duma, it's okay, that in itself, Luchu'ura already does not contradict Rabbi Echanan. So we see from over here that when Rabbi Echanan said that the Bas Duma is better, you know what Rabbi Echanan meant? You know how much more the Bas Duma is better? According to Rabbi Echanan, if a man is married to a woman upon whom there is rumors that she is acting, out, and she's having relations with other men, according to Rabbi Yechanan, even Bidiyevid, you cannot stay with her. So even after the Gemara amended the Braisa, that don't read Noisa Lachatchila, read Nasa Bidiyevid, the Braisa still was not speaking about a Duma, because Lirabi Yechanan, if a person is married to a Duma, he has to divorce her. Or he's not Mechoiv to divorce her, but it's commended for him to divorce her, and that's not what this Braisa is saying. So that's why the Gemara needed to amend this is, you know, already a little bit of a stretch. Since you have to amend one word, that word, by the way, is not so difficult to amend because it's from noisa to nasa. It's a letter. Here you're changing the whole woman. 
That's the only way we had out of this contradiction. And the Gemara Paskins and Vehilchase, the Allah indeed is like Rabbi Echanan, that Yisa Adam Bazduma, it's better to marry the Bazduma. True, again, if we were to know that she's a Mamzeres, you have a problem. But still, the Bas Duma is less undesirable than the Duma. Why is that? And here we have a logic. In other words, let's begin with the premise that the rumors are founded on something. And let's make the something the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario. So a Duma is a woman who's taka having relations with other men. The Bas Duma is the daughter of a mother who was unfaithful to her husband. Okay, let's, God forbid, let's say this is taka what happened. Okay, so if a woman is unfaithful with her husband, how are to we view their children halachically? Takashi's asur leba'al, but that doesn't create a mamzer. A mamzerus comes from a child that was fathered by a man other than her husband. So says the Gemara, since we have a b'raisa that was taught by Raftat Khalifa Bar Ma'arava, and he taught it in front of Rabbi Vohu, that isha mizanda b'nei'a kishedim, that if a woman, we know... Act, had Znus with other men. Her children are him, no matter with whom, no matter with whom. Why? This is a halachic issue, a halachic statement that Roiv Be'ilos Acharabal. Still, she would be more intimate with her husband than with the men whom she was cheating with. And since halachically we go after the majority, so Roiv says that true, even if true, that God forbid, she commits adultery, but who is the father of her children? The legitimate father, the husband of this woman. So the children are not mamzerim. And that's why Rabbi Yechenin's approach makes sense. Even in the worst case scenarios, in the worst case scenarios, a Bas Duma is a lot better than a Duma. Bas Duma is not a, mamze, is not a mamzeres. And more than that, you can even argue that Bas Duma can be married a Kayin. Takeshi had relations with Goyim, but this child was not fathered by that relation. It was fathered by this mother's legitimate husband. So now asks the Gemara, accepted, granted, that we say that Yisra Adam Bazduma, because we apply the concept of Roiv Be'ilas Acharabal. But now let's take it to the, let's take it to the limit. Roiv Be'ilas Acharabal, you can only say when God forbid a woman is committing adultery, but still, the majority of her acts of intimacy is with her husband. What are we going to do, asks Rav Amram, if there is a woman that's prutzabiyoser, that she's acting so inappropriately, that she's actually being more intimate with other men than she's being intimate with her husband. And now, what do you say, Mahu? So there's no more Raiv Be'ilas Eitzar al So you would argue, if you were to prove that, then the children should be mamzedim. So the Gemara says in one second. So now we're bringing a very interesting machlekes that we have in Masech Nida. It apparently is a machlekes on the Metzius. It's a biological machlekes apparently as to when is a woman most likely, this is the right way of wording it, to become pregnant. What's the two, what's the two options? Ali, but the man Amar ein isha misaberes elosamachlovesta. According to the opinion that a woman is most likely to conceive before she gets her period, a day before she gets her period, and loiti here the Gemara says, then there's nothing even to ask. For sure, the offspring will be not kosher. 
If the woman is prutza said why? Because since the loyadaba, as Toysus brings out, we're speaking about a woman who doesn't have a fixed cycle, a woman that does not have a veskovua, the husband doesn't know when she's going to be getting a period. And according to the opinion that a woman is most likely to conceive right before she gets a period, no one knows when that is. And therefore, he's not going to look over her. He's not going to watch her during that period of time. And since she's perutza b'yaisir, roiv of her be'ilas is not with her husband, so then you have, the child has to follow the din of roiv. The child will have a status of a mamzer. But kiti b'yalach, when will Rav Amram has his, have his question, according to the man Amr that says, Ein isha which is apparently the way science currently understands things work, that a woman is most likely to get pregnant on the day she goes to the mikvah, or the day afterwards, that is when ovulation is, the way we understand it now, around two weeks after the onset of a period, even when a woman does not have a fixed cycle, but we know when she got it, the last period. And we know when she goes to the mikvah. So if a husband is married to a woman that's perutza b'yoyser, at least he'll be overly watchful He'll do everything in his power that during that small pocket of time that the woman is able to get pregnant, that she then will not be with other men. He's going to be the whole time with her. He's going to be with her. And then you can argue that Reiv Be'ilis is still Eitzel Habal during that period of time that she is most likely to conceive. Now, do we say, Kivan the Yadabam, since he knows when two weeks after her period began is. He knows when her mikvah night is. So then, Naturi Mantarullah, he's going to watch her. He's going to do, he's going to be with her. He's going to do more. He's going to make a greater effort to make sure she's not with other men. Ideal more, perhaps, Kivan the Prutza That if a woman is Prutza at the end of the day, you know, it's an adult person. People do what they, what they do. People do what they want to do. How can you watch over someone? All it takes is a small amount of time. And therefore, even... In such a case, loy, still we will say that the children are not kosher. And for this question, the Gemara says, take who this question stands. Interesting. Vaita. Whether the children are mamzadim. Big nafkamina. What do you mean? Well, the, a ba- can you marry that Bastuma? Correct. Can you marry that Bastuma? So again, we're speaking about a case that, you know, according to the way Rashi learns the Gemara, we don't know for sure. It's rumored. But if the rumor is that she's Prutza B'yoyser, then what, the, what, what, will, what will be the din? Vaitin. Now the Mishnah continued. The Elush based in, right, the Mishnah. We learned from the Ish Ish that if a man is incapacitated to be able to give warning to his wife, either because he's mentally not well or because he's physically unavailable, he's in jail, so the Mishnah taught us, that based in, because of the concept of even not being explicitly appointed by the husband, they can tell this woman, we don't want you to be alone with that person. It's not right, it's not appropriate, they can give her the warning. However, the Chachamim say, that whenever the Beisdin gives the warning, such a woman will become a Saita if she violates the warning, but she will never have the option of drinking the waters. Because who can make the woman drink the waters? That's explicit. Only the husband can take her to Beisdin. Beisdin cannot take her to Beisdin. However, she becomes a Saita. Comes along Rabbi Yossi. 
In our Mishnah, Rabbi Yaisi holds that Eina Hanami, Beisdin cannot take her to drink the waters. But if after she becomes a Saita, the husband is released from jail, after she becomes a Saita, the husband's psychotic medications kick in and he becomes normal again, halachically okay, then the husband can make her drink the waters. The Chachamim disagree with that. Because since there is a juxtaposing of one Pasuk that says, and in the next Pasuk it says, the Chachamim hold that you know when the man can bring her to drink, when the man was the one who made her into a Saita. The one who does the Kinoi is the only one qualified to do the drinking. So says the Gemara, the Torah could have began the whole portion of Saita, right? Ish, it says, Ish, Ish, Ki, Siste, Isha. Right, a man, a man whose wife went astray. Why does the Torah say ish, ish? And the extra ish, right, we learned this in Davchav Dalit, is, is to include eishas chedesh, eishas shoyta. If the husband became deaf mute, if the husband became deranged, eishas sha'amun, we learned in Rashi. Sha'amun means right, where was that Rashi? Lakoi b'simoyin lev. It's a higher level of, of mental challenge. Or... A man, a woman, whose husband traveled overseas, or in all of these cases, the extra ish comes to teach you that even based in, if they see her getting too close with a specific individual or with certain specific individuals, that they have the power to warn her. And what will happen if she's going to violate that warning and she'll have stidon, then she will be called a suffix saita. She'll become a saita. However, unlike other saitas that can resolve the doubt by drinking, she will be unable to do so. So what will be the consequence? Therefore, he will be mechuyif to divorce her. Since she was the one that caused it, she's going to lose her ksuba. So that's, that's, that is as much as the consequence of the saita will accomplish. Maybe Beisden even has the power, if she does stira, to make her drink the waters, which would be great. So Talmud Leimer, no. Here the Torah says clearly, And as we spoke out, Rashi in the Mishnah, and here we'll see also, and therefore, according to the Chachamim, even if the husband is freed from the jail, and now he is available to bring her to the Beisden, he can't do that, because Vikine, Vehevi, are juxtaposed, and they're Doish and Dismuchen, it has to be the same. Not based in kinoi and husband drinking. Rabbi Yossi disagrees. Rabbi Yossi says that if the husband is available to take her to, to drink, that the husband can give her the waters when not based in. Takar has to be the ish, but if he gets freed from jail, or like the Rishonim speak, if he gets well from his madness, then she can drink the waters. That's for sure, that's for sure that if the husband, if he leaves jail, even he can give her a warning. Even if she's already a Saita. No, if she's already a Saita, then there's no point in, recite, in restarting the cycle because the husband cannot be with his wife once she becomes a Saita. The only way out is if she can drink the waters. But whenever there's a case where halachically we don't erase the waters for her, then there's no option. He has to divorce her. And another thing what we learned, that she becomes a Surah, Whenever she becomes prohibited to her husband, she becomes a surah to, to that suspected adulterer. So he'll have to divorce her, and she'll never be allowed to marry that man. But Michael Mifligi, what does it boil down to? Rabbanan Savri Be'inen Vikinei Vehevi. 
Right? They're doishin that juxtaposing of the psukim and Abiyasi Savar that loy be in the king of Ahavi. Vehavi is a pasik. No one is debating that the only one that can bring her is the husband. But it doesn't bother Abiyasi if she became a site because the Bazdin was Mekana. Period. Now continues the Gemara Tan Rabban we learned in a brace. And here again, but should we I'm not disagree with you. How do you know that? First of all, we learned together, Danny, that a, a real chedesh, we learned this in, in, in Ksubis, right? That a real chedesh, or nivamis, is unable to get married. Words, a person who's mentally not competent cannot give kedushin. So we're speaking about a person, probably, that became deaf and mute. Enli das. Enli das is only when you're born that way. So a person who was not born that way can get better. He was struck with a moment of something got off. It was an accident. He lost a certain faculty and he did therapy. Right. Now it says in Pasik Chavtes, these were the two Psukim. Remember that? Rabbi Yonason, Rabbi Yoshia. In Pasik Yutes, the Pasik uses the words Tachas Isheikh. In other words, when the Kayan is taking the oath, making the woman take the oath and the curse, did you lay with another man while you were under your husband's jurisdiction? That's one word from which we learned that only a woman who's under the husband's jurisdiction could become a Saita. And then in Pasuk Chavtes, at the end of the Parsha, right, it says that Asher Tiste Isha Tachas Isha. And again, that was another Pasuk that was at least used by Rabbi Yonason, Tachas Isha, that she can only become a Saita when she's under her husband's jurisdiction. So Rabbi Yonason excluded both a Arusa and a Shemeres Yavam from being able to drink the waters, from being able to drink the waters. So Saita, she becomes, but she cannot drink the waters. Rabbi Yoishia from Pasik Yutes excluded the Arusa. But from Pasik Chavtes, Rabbi Yoishia holds that a Shemeres Yavam can actually drink the waters. And we learned the Braisa and Daf Chavtes over there in the top, Ahmed Beis. So then the Braisa asks, so what does he do with the words Tachasisha? There's another under the husband's jurisdiction. So the Braisa says the words, that was Lahakish, Ish, Leisha, Veisha, Leish. And when we learned that on Daf Chavdalad, we didn't explain it. Rashi says the Gemara later is going to explain it. Now we'll explain it. But these words, Tachasisha, is to compare halachically the man to the woman and the woman to the man. What exactly does that refer to? So here we get the clarification. Amar Rapshesh says Rapshesh is the following that Kishem, just like Sheim Hu Suma, if the husband is blind, he's unable to give her the waters to drink. Again, that means that a, a, a woman who's married to a blind husband, if he does Kinoi and she later does Tira, she'll become a Saita, like the Arusa, like the Shemer. But she cannot drink the waters to prove that she's innocent. Why not? Because that you know you hid from your husband's awareness, meaning that the husband is able, but she hid from him, and that comes to exclude a husband who, to begin with, can never see his wife. So that's clear. That's the law of a man. So when we are comparing the woman to the man, what does that mean? Kahi. That if the husband is not blind, but if she is blind, that's the meaning of the words of the Braisa, that we compare the woman to the man. Right? The din of Summa is written by the man, but we apply it to the woman. Now, what's in the reverse? 
how do we compare the man to the women? So on this says Ravashi that Kishem Shechi Geres. If a woman is lame, she cannot stand straight. Or if she's, God forbid, a Gidemes, if she's lacking, if she's missing the ends of her hands. Her hands are cut off. She cannot drink. That's written in the Pasik Dechsev, turning to Daf, Chav Zayin Omid Beis, Vehemid Hakoyin. The words Vehemid means the coin makes her stand, implying she has to be able to stand properly. And the, it also says regarding the mincha, as we learned before, that there is a period of time that the mincha is put, the nasan al kapehots, but on her palms, meaning teaching us that if she, God forbid, doesn't have palms, you don't go through the procedure of drinking the waters. So that's the din of an isha. So when the b'raisa says you compare a man to a woman, meaning kahu, that if the man is a chigar, God forbid, if a man is lame, or if the man is a gideim, if the man is missing his hands, he was unable to give her the waters. Marbara Vashi Omar, he adds, he doesn't disagree. He adds another din in which we compare the man to the woman, that kashem she'ilemes loy hoisa shoisa, if a woman is mute, she cannot drink the waters because part of the procedure is her responding, amen, amen, Amen to the Shvua and Amen to the Allah. Va'amra ha'isha. Va'amra ha'isha, Amen va'amin. And if a woman cannot be va'amra, then she cannot drink the waters. Is kahu im ha'ya ilayim, loy ha'ya mashke. If he's mute, he will not be able to, to have her drink the waters. And that's the meaning of the b'raisa. And according to Rabbi Yoishia, only that is learned from tachas isha, and Taket does not exclude the Shemeris Yavam. And with this, Hadran Allah Harusa, we will return to Mir Tzashem to the fourth Patek of Saitam. Very good. So just to remind you, what we learned in Masech Nazir was that normally people are allowed to send Shluchim to offer their Karbanas. A Nazir is unable to send a Shliach to bring on his behalf his Karbanas at the end of the term because it says, because also we have the words Kape, something on the Kape on the Correct. But that was not, not teaching you about him being without hands. It's about him needing to be in the Beis HaMikdash. Okay. According to, even according to Rabbi Yenison, I don't think Rabbi Yenison would disagree with this. Slav Davka contradiction. Sure. Like men, like, like, let's go to the case of Arusa. Let's go to our Mishnah. The Kulama and Arusa, that's the whole Perek Arusa. When the Mishnah says that Arusa doesn't drink, it doesn't mean that she cannot become a Saita. It means she can become a Saita. Like Bizman Azeh, like we spoke out. If a man will warn his wife in front of two Adem, not to be secluded with a certain individual, if she violates that, she becomes a site. And being that she cannot drink the waters now, there's no Beisamikta, she'll have to divorce. Okay. Beginning the new Pedic. This Pedic is Gavaldic. A few words of introduction are needed. We learned in the beginning of the cycle, right? In Masech Tabrachas, Dav Chav Zayin Amad Beis, Dav Chav Ches We learned the story of what took place in Yavne at the time that the Rabban Gamliel was its leader, was the Nasi that there was a, an event that happened with Rabbi Yoshua, Ayin over there exactly what happened, and there was a, some sort of rebellion against Rabban Gamliel. 
he was voted out the position of Nasi. And ultimately, they inserted the great Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, who was really only 18, but then he right away had a white beard. And then at the end, they made some sort of peace, and they made a cycle that for a couple of weeks, one was the one that gave the drash on Shabbos. On the other week, another one gave the drash on Shabbos. But the day that Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah was appointed the Nasi, the day that Rabbi Gamliel was at least temporarily demoted, so certain practices changed in the Beis HaMedrash. One of them was that Rabbi Gamliel had a policy that you have to understand, people then externally all look great. Question is, was the insides as good as the outsides? So if a person was not in the inside as he appeared in the outside, he was simply not allowed to enter the Beis HaMedrash. Now how, what type of testing did they have to know who is Teichi Kibarei, who is not Teichi Kibarei, that you lead to Rab Gamliel. But the day that he was demoted, they changed the rule. And even if people are not Teichi Kibarei, they allowed whoever you want to learn, come inside and learn. So there was a tremendous increase in the benches. Actually, that's why it was eventually called Kerem Biyavna, a vineyard, because rows and rows and rows of benches of new Talmidim. Because of the influx of Talmidim, there were certain halachas that were debated and unresolved until that day. By that day, that you had so many new Talmidim, that day many questions came to a conclusion, came to a solution. Our Mishnah is going to quote, according to Rashi, five of those cases. I'm saying according to Rashi because the Mishnah speaks about five different topics. By the way, in certain topics, the Mishnah mentions more than one din. But we're going to speak about five different areas in halacha. The first one is questions or dinim relating to a saita. The Mishnah in four of the five begins with the words, bai bayayim. And whenever we're going to learn a Mishnah, is bai bayayim. It refers to that day that all this great influx of Talmidim came into the Beis HaMedrash. Rashi adds that the first case of the Mishnah, even though the Mishnah does not begin in this case with the words bai bayayim, it's also bai bayayim. I was thinking for myself, maybe the Mishnah didn't write it, because it doesn't. It, it, some people, when they hear the story, they can wrongfully conclude that somehow Rabbi Gamliel was wrong in something. And look, look how good it is. Like on that day, it shouldn't, you don't want to open up a Patek. And B'chalmenig Yisrael is we called the whole Patek with the name of the Patek. So we didn't want to call a Patek with the words maybe Boy Bayoim. Not to disrespect Rab Gamliel. Maybe not to begin with. Or whatever. Rashi holds, Rashi writes this in Mam Shemid Allah Amid. I'm using Rashi Dibri Hamas, Boy Bayoim Dorash. So at the end of the next Boy Bayoim, Rashi writes that Hacha Nirbeinai. That the hach drasha, the nitma, vinitma, dileel, that the first din of the Mishnah, nami boi bayoim havoi, it was also boi bayoim. And we're going to go with Rashi. No, no, no. Edus, edus are testimonies. Yeah, that was, that was said by Abalias uh, Hananya. No, no, no. Who's Attic? What did we have this? That was on Shabbos or that was an Edivin? I hope. Anyways, good. That, that it, it can look from the story that Rabbi Gamliel's policy was wrong and look, look the benefit, what happened. No one, these, these are Tanoim. They're not wrong. They're different approaches. Okay. So, Boy Bayoim, 
let's just add what Rashi says, they came to this conclusion. And they said that Kishem Shahmain Boitkin Oisa, just like the waters work to test her, that's clearly written in the Torah. If she's guilty, she's gonna, God forbid, have a misa mishuna. She'll have a horrible death. If she's innocent, we just learned Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Shmol, she's gonna have tremendous blessings. That these same waters, they will check out the suspected adulterer, meaning that if she was guilty, the exact type of misa mishuna, the exact type of unusual death that she experiences, the adulterer will experience as well. Amazing. And how do we know that? Because it says, Ubohu, I'm reading the words of the Mishnah, Ubohu. Now, there is in Pasuk Chavdalid, the words Ubohu. This is when the Kayin is notifying her what will happen, that the waters that cause curses will come into you and they're going to do their work. And then in Pasuk Chavzayin, the Pasuk records that actually when she drank it, that's what happened. The Rashi right away points out that in the Gemara there's going to be a question as to exactly what is the limut from Ubo'u Ubo'u. Does the Mishnah mean to, mean to say that being that the word Ubo'u is written twice, so one is the waters go into her to kill her and also to teach you that these waters kill him, or maybe, as we will learn in the next case of the Mishnah, in Hilchasaita, that the Torah, Rabakiva Darshan Vavin, in other words, since the Torah could have written the words Ba'u without the Vav, the Vav was not needed. So maybe the Limud that Kishem Shamayim Boitkin Oisa, Kach Boitkin Oisoi, is learned from Ba'u Uba'u. And not from the double writings of the word Ba'u, and that's something that the Gemara is going to speak about. Now, another din, this is still in the first category of Hilchasaita. In the laws of Saita, that Kishem Sha'asura Labal, Kachasura Labayu, is very important. So in Yuvamis, we learned another din, not by a Saita, that if a woman, God forbid, we know committed adultery, and now she's not allowed to be with her husband. So the din is, just like she can never be with her husband, even if her husband will divorce her, or the husband will die, and she'll become a halachically free woman to get married, she's never allowed to marry the Boyal Vadai. Here we're learning another din, that if this woman is a suffix, saita, in other words, she's the saita of, of Parshas Nasi. We don't know if she actually committed adultery or not. But until she drinks the waters, she's not allowed to be with her husband. And what were to happen if the, if the husband dies now? And it's only vehevi ha'ishesishtai. So she never had an opportunity to drink the waters. Or all the cases we learned in the previous Pedic, and Arusa, Lerabienes and Shemeris Yavam, right? Chigeres, Gidemes. So now, even from now on, how do we know that then? And here we have from the Machlaikas Tanoim. Shenemar, Rabbi Kiva says, you know how I know it? Because in Pasik Choftes, when it says the words Vinitma'ah, the Torah could have only written the words nitma. That's the end of the whole parsha. Right? So from the extra vav, says Rabbi Kiva, That's why Rashi pointed out that in the previous case in the Mishnah, maybe it's from the ubo. Here it's clearly from the vav. 
Amar Rabbi Yeshua says, Rabbi Yeshua, who's Rabbi Yeshua Stam? We just learned this where Nazar, I think, Yeshua ben Hananya. That kach ben hakatsav. I already heard that. No, it's the opinion of Rabbi Kiva was also expounded likewise by Zechariah ben Akatsav. However, Rabbi Oimer, Rabbi agrees with the din. But the Rebbe learns it from a different limud. Rebbe says that shnei po'amim mo'amur ma'parsha nitma'ah v'nitma'ah that the words nitma'ah or v'nitma'ah are repeated. His words here are two times. Rashi actually makes it clear that the words v'nitma'ah are really written four times. Rashi explains what the other twos are used for. But from the four, two of them come to teach you. One is l'gufei. That she becomes Tomei, meaning that until she drinks the water, she cannot be with her husband. Echad Lebaal, and Evenitma, that she also becomes Tomei too. The Baal. Okay. So, the, he's saying the same din, but it's not learned from the Vav. Rebbe was not Doirish Vavin. Like certain Tanoim were not Doirish Essen. And Dafke Rabakiva, Rabakiva was the Kreshir Ksarim. He was the one tying the crowns. On top of the letters, Moshe Rabbeinu himself, Kaviyochel, didn't appreciate or understand, like Rabbi Kiva, the meaning of the crowns. Rabbi Kiva is the, the Balchuva. Balchuva is Bechele Yatir. Everything is Bediuk, including the letters of the Torah. Every letter needs to be explained, and he explained that he was the master of the letters. He wrote the Sefer Oisius, Rabbi Kiva. That was, so that was the first discussion that they concluded, Boi Bayoim, to Dinam and that's number one. Number one meaning soita. Number two, boy by yoim darash rabakiva. That it says really v'chol kli cheres asher yipol mayhem el toichoi. If you have an earthenware and something that is impure fell inside of it, says the pasuk koil. Asher yitma, everything in it becomes tamay. In other words, we learn the unique halacha of earthenware by all other kalim, not earthenware. For something to become tamay, it needs to touch the source of impurity. Right? Let's leave out tumas mace, which is unique, that it can pass tumah even only being under the same covering. But by other sources of tumah, it's contagious when there's touch. By earthenware, if a source of tumah lemashal, if you have one of the eight dead shiratsim that are tamei when they're dead, if it entered the ear space of a utensil that is made out of earth, whether it's ceramic, whether it's unbaked earth, the din is going to be that the keli becomes tamei. Or if an earthenware is already tamei, if something tahoid goes into only the ear space of that klicheres, even though it didn't touch the walls of the earthenware keli, it gives off tuma because it entered the ear space. So now the Torah says the words, anything that's in it becomes tamay. So he, what did we learn? That enoi oimer tamay. The Torah could have said the words, but the Torah says the words, yitma, yitma means like yitamei, meaning letamei acherim, which is gavaldik. So let's work this out. Let's speak about the Shemayin Shratzim, because this is in the parsha of the Shratz. So you have a Sheretz. A Sheretz is av And this is something that we'll learn in Chulun, something that we learned at the end of Chagiga, correct? That, you know, the levels, that generally the rule is 
that no matter what level of Tumah you started out with, when one level of Tumah touches and passes Tumah to something else, it goes down one notch. That's the general rule with some exceptions. So let's start out with a dead shed. It's Avatumah. And Avatumah goes into the airspace of an earthenware. So what is the earthenware? Orishin. And if there is a bread, let's speak about an oven, an earthenware oven. And if there is a bread in that oven, what will the bread become? Asheni. Now, normally we know that Chulin cannot become Tomei more than a Sheni. Sheni. However, since the Torah says the words Yitma implying Yitamei, Limate, this teaches you Al Kiker Sheni, Shemetamei Es Hashlishi, even by Chulin. Now, this is amazing. So, Rabbi Kiva had a proof from a Pasik that even non Truma, non Kachim, what we learned in Chagiga was that food and drinks can become Tomei up until Shani. But if Chulin, Shani touches Chulin, that will not become a Shlishi. Shani can only make Truma or Kachim Shlishi. Truma can only make Kachim Revi'i. And then we learned that the Afar Meipara can even become a Hamishi. That's how sensitive it is to Tumah. But here Rabbi Kiva learned from the words Yitma that even Chulin can become a Shlishi. Because of the Spasik Yitma. No, it's the bread that's in the oven that we know is a Sheni. Not only is the bread Tomei, but Yitma. It has the power to make something else and anything else. Lavdafka Truma, even Chul. So when they heard this from Rabbi Kiva, Omar, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua got so excited and he says, Which means, if only you could be resurrected today. The resurrection, the Tchiyas HaMesim, is expressed, Belashon HaMishnah, of having dust cleared from one's eyes. That's all it is. person is buried, so dust is covering their eyes. And I wish you were here to hear this. Show Yisa Oimer, you, Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai, you used to say that that you were afraid that a later generation is going to come, L'tayr, Kikar, Shlishi, you were afraid. See, we don't accept that Chulun becomes a Shlishi. But we accept that Truma can become a Shlishi. Chulan cannot become a Shlishi. Truma could become a Shlishi. But there is no Pasik in the Torah that tells you that Truma becomes a Shlishi. That Truma becomes a Shlishi was learned according to Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai from a Kalvo Chaymer. We'll see later in the Gemara what the Kalvo Chaymer is. Now here is a very important rule. If something is even only a rabbinic decree, if the rabbis decreed something, a later generation can only reverse it if they convene a Beisdin that is greater Bechachma u And therefore, the earlier generations that made decrees, like Bizman HaMishnah, so we're going to learn in Avedizara that initially when they made the decree against Cholavakum uh, and Yayinstam, they made a decree against Shemen. But later, the Beisdin convened, and they said that Shemen of Akum, you could have. And Atkedekach, that if a person is Machmer, is a Zakin Mamre. You have oil. That comes, as long as the ingredients are kosher, you have an OU, you have an OK, or all the other wonderful shadim that we have today, then you can buy it. But when it comes, so, so normally the, the Bate Dinam were not afraid they're going to be outruled because it's very difficult to outrule them, especially not a later generation. But if something is learned from a Kal V'chaymer, you don't need to have a based in that's Gadol V'chachmu B'minyan to outrule it. You have to simply prove you have to refute the Kalva Chaymer. And when it comes to logic, it's not that difficult to have a Svar on this side and to have the Svar on the other side. So Rabbi Yechonim and Zakeh was constantly afraid 
We paskin that truma can become a shlishi, but since it's learned from a kalvuchaimer, so he used to say oy gevalt that asad dar acher letayd kikar shlishi because she ain't lemikar min atayra shuhutame. It's only learned from a kalvuchaimer. But now that we have Rabbi Kiva's statement that from the words yitma, not tame yitma, we even learned that chulin can become a shlishi. Now there's nothing to be worried about. Because now we have a source of a pasik in the Torah. That cannot be refuted. Which is gewaldic. By the way, Rabbi Kiva was not a, t- a Talmud of Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai. Rabbi Kiva was a Talmud of Rabbi Yezer ben Harkonus. Rabbi Yezer ben Harkonus was a Talmud of Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai. But Mikan, that uh, Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai was still living through his Talmudim. And knows Rabbi Eliezer was a, was, was a chassid, the way we understand. And therefore, when Rabbi Kiva learned about Rabbi Eliezer ben Hurkanus, who was he sitting in front of? He was sitting in front of Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai. So that's Gavalik. Next. Sheni cannot be metama a person. Not only that, a person cannot even become a sheni min We're going to learn this many times together. Midrabanan. Uh, uh, not, o- not only can a person become a sheni, but a bigger chiddush midrabanan. That that midoraisa, either a person is tamei or the person is tahar. You're not tamei in parts. The chachamim were masakin that yudayim shnias latuma midrabanan, which is why we wash negel vaser, and why we wash really ultimately before we eat today. Takanas shleima hamelach, beginning with shleima hamelach, because since truma can become a shlishi and the hands are shniim. So if a coin will eat truma with his hands that are shniim, the, the truma can become a shlishi. So a coin always needed to wash his hands before he ate. And therefore for us not to forget, for Kahanam not to forget to do it, when Mashiach is going to come, all eaten today wash before we have a meal. Let's go back in the mission. Just to be clear. Let's finish here. bread that comes out of that tummy oven, right? That is tummy really It's a shani. Yes. Okay. Period. It's a shani. And, 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 and that's Tomei. Shani, everyone agrees that, that, that food can become a Shani. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva holds, we don't paskin like him. Shani can make chulin into a shlishi. And now Rabbi Echenem and Zaki has nothing to be afraid of, of people mistakenly slugging up a kalvo chaymer and saying that truma is not a shlishi when you have a shita that holds that even chulin can become a shlishi. Boy, by him. Correct. Just, yeah, just speak at that point. Yeah, the tchulin, even though there are those who hold that the definition of Amaharits are people who eat food with tuma, but, uh, but there's no obligation to eat tchulin betara. But it's ideal, as we have this man bayesheni, that people were machmer to eat tchulin betara. And then there's, there's, there's eating tchulin altaras, altara, and then there's eating tchulin altaras akoydish. On the level of Kodesh, that means not even allowing it to be a Revi. Let's go right there. We learned at the end of the, of the whole Chumash, it says regarding the cities that were given to the Levium, not given as a gift, it's not yours, but the, 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 the Jewish tribes needed to designate cities for the Levium to have where to live. And there was a total of 48 cities. And the Titus says, what's amazing is that over there in Pedek Lamed Hay, Right in Chumash Bamid Pashas Masay, there's Pasik Dalad and Pasik Hay. One Pasik adjacent to the other, and it mamish contradicts itself. We're going in the opposite Seder. In Pasik Hay, it says, that from all of those 48 cities, you measure from the parameter of the city outwards, as Pa'as Kedma Al Payim Ba'amam, towards the east, 
2,000 amma, right? The Torah goes through all the four directions that you have to leave 2,000 amma. Apparently, leaving it is into what we call a migrash. A migrash means an open space. And in one pasuk before, umikra acher amar mikir ha'ir v'chutza, only elef amasaviv, only 1,000 amas. Is it 2,000 amas or is it 1,000 amas? And here we have the Lashon HaMishnah. So is here of Tanoim. One Tano holds Elif, Amo, Migrosh, only 1,000 Amos of Migrosh, and the Pasik, hey, that speaks about measure 2,000 Amo. Remember, Mesech the Shabbos, Machlekes Tanoim. We Paskin Tchum Shabbos is Midrabanan. Rabbi Kiva holds. Not only is Tchum Shabbos Midoraisa, but not only is the larger one Midoraisa, even the 2,000 Amas is Midoraisa. And where does he take it from? From this Pasuk. In other words, Hashem is telling the Levi measure, measure 2,000 Amo, not for the dinim of leaving it opened, which is a din of Migrosh. Pashat, no, until where? You are allowed to walk. You're not allowed to walk beyond 2,000 Amas. And the other Tanoim that disagree with Rabbi Kiva, we don't hold that Chumen is Midoraisa. So says the Mishnah, Rabbi Yezir, Benoi Shel, Rabbi Yezir, Gilili Oimer, Elef Amo Migrosh. The first 1,000 Amas, Pasuk Dalit, has to be fully empty. To beautify the city, nothing was planted there. The reason why the Torah spoke about 2,000 Amma was because the latter, the farther second thousand Amas, cannot be used by the other tribes. It has to be left for the Levium, but they can use it to plant fields and to plant vineyards. Let's go weiter. The fourth thing that was learned, when we read in the Chumash, B'Shalach, and every day in Davening, that Oz Yashir Moshe Vene Yisrael, Es Hashir Hazlais Lahashem, Vayemru Leimoir, and asks Rabbi Kiva, She'ein Tamud Leimer Leimer. What's the meaning of the word Leimer? Leimer means to repeat to others. So Vayemru Hashem El Moshe, Hashem told to Moshe that he should repeat to us. Being that all of the Jewish people were together, were by the, by the miracle of the splitting of the sea, and all of us together, Beruach HaKadosh, we sung the Shiraz Az Yashir, so the word Lamer doesn't work. Says Rabbi Akiva, Melamech ha Yisrael oinim shira achrov shal Moshe al kol dover v'dover that the Jewish people they responded, or let's say layman means we spoke responsively. Who was who were we responding to? It was the Jewish people responding to Moshe kikayden es hahalal the way halal is read the way Halal was read Bizman HaMishnah, which is, we'll see in the Gemara. So for example, in the first stanza of Halal, right? So uh, Halaluka, Halalu Avdei Hashem. So then the Chazan would say, Halalu Avdei Hashem, and everyone else would respond, Halaluka. And then he would say, Halalu Eshem Hashem. Everyone would, would respond, Halaluka. So the Chazan would read, a statement praising Hashem, and everyone would respond with the first word of that capital. And that is the way we sung Az Yashir. So Ashir Hashem ki That was the stanza. Ashir Hashem ki Suz Moshe said that everyone responded Ashir Hashem ki Hashem ki 
That's the meaning of lamer. Says Rab Nechemya, agreeing that lamer means that we spoke responsibly. We didn't all sing it together, but he disagrees with Rabbi Kiva. It wasn't that Moshe Rabbeinu was the only one saying all of the words of Halal, of, of the Shira Sayam, and we were only responding with the beginning of, of, of the Shira. Rabbi Nechemia says, that we sung it the way Shema is read and not the way Halal is read. And how is Shema read? Even Bizman HaMishnah, everyone needs to say all of the words of the Shema. So how did it work? People didn't have sedurim. The Baltfila used to say a Pasik, and everyone repeated the entire Pasik after him. So we have to Hashem Aleikecha. Everyone responded, we have to Hashem Aleikecha. Everyone responded those words. So there was still a Lamoid, but it wasn't a Lamoid like Rabbi Kiva. More of that in the Gemara. And let's finish with the fifth. What's the halacha regarding Shema? We all read the whole Shema. The Shira is not a halachic question because the Shira is something that happened once. However, you can ask what's the halacha that Az Yashir Baloshin Lahaba. And when Mashiach is coming, there's going to be a miracle mamish of Kriyas Yamsuf, as we read clearly in Tanakh. And then we're going to sing a song and we'll find out. We'll find out exactly how it works. Amazing. Boy, by Yahim, that's us. That you should know that Eov, the advisor to Parai, as we learned in Masech Tosaita, who was silent and went through terrible sufferings, that he wasn't only serving Hashem out of fear of punishment, but he actually served Hashem out of love. And how do we know that? Because it says in Eov, in Pedic Yud Gimel, that he says that, even if I will be killed from his sufferings, he said, to him I will still yearn. Now, loy, in Lashon Chaydesh, can be written with a vav or with an aleph, read the same way, but with a total different meaning. Loy with a vav means, to him I will still yearn. Lamed Aleph means I will not, God forbid, yearn to Hashem. It sounds the same. So, so says that Yeshua ben Hurkanus himself, Vadain Hadavar Shakul. One second, hold on. This Pasik doesn't actually make it clear. It gives you still place to doubt. Is it Loi Animatsapa Lamed Mitavov? Oi, is it Lamed with an Aleph, which would then mean Enoi Mitzapa. And by the way, it's actually written Loi with an Aleph. But since we read it, it sounds, the kri is loy. So he began darshaning, what Eov really meant was, to him I will always yearn. So Talmud Leimer, so what makes it clear? At the end of Eov and Pedic, Chav Zayin, it says that, Ad Egva, until I will perish, loy asir tu masimimeni, I will never cast my wholesomeness off myself. No, it's Eov is saying that my wholesomeness with Hashem, I'll never abandon, until I'll die. That makes it clear. And as the Marsha points out, that when a person only serves Hashem out of fear of punishment, if fear of my punishment is my motivator, nothing can trump the fear of death. So if I'm afraid of my punishment, but on the other hand, I'm afraid of dying, the fear of death will win. The fact that Eov was connected to Hashem even in death proves that he wasn't serving Hashem out of fear of punishment. 
Amar Rabbi Shua says Rabbi this Rabbi Shua is Rabbi Shua ben Hananiah. Stam Rabbi Shua is Rabbi Shua ben Hananiah. That again, me galah offer me nechah Rabbi Yechonim and Zakei. I wish you Rabbi Yechonim and Zakei would get up by Tchias Hamesim today. Shehoyisa doirish kol yemecha you during your lifetime. Then used to expound that that Eov was only serving God out of fear, and that's because it's written in the beginning of Eov Ish Tom. He was taka wholesome, and he was yashar. He was straightforward. Yirei Elikim, God fearing the Sar He always went away from evil, but it says the words Yirei Elikim. So you understood that's the way we explain Yirei Elikim can mean fear of punishment which is a very low level of Yira. According to Hasidus, we call that actually Klipas Neiga, because it's very selfish. And the Pasuk can lead you to believe in that. But now that we brought a Pasuk from Pedic Yud Gimel, Pedic Chav Zayin, Yeshua, Talmud Talmid Yeshua ben Harkinus, which is a student of your student, really it's a student of your student of your student, Lamad, he proved that he served God out of Ahava. I, it says, Yireh Elikim, Yireh Elikim doesn't have to mean Yiras Ha'enish. Yireh Elikim, we learn in Hasidus, you have the lower level of Yira, which is the foundation of everything. Then there's two levels of love, Avatato, Avila, and Adarabah, the highest level of service of Hashem, is called Yiras Hashem, but not Yiras Ha'enish, but what we call Yiras Habayishis, or Yiras Reimimus, that a person is so aware of the presence of Hashem that they are constantly feeling overwhelmed by, wow, Hashem is here. That's not called Yiras Ha'enish. That's even greater than Ahava. So I wish you, Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai, will hear how the student of your student of your student came to the conclusion that Eov served Hashem, may Ahava, Emir Hashem, to be continued.